mention a couple effects artists and it was super great to see Kazu get on the stage and thank Rick Baker and yep. Dick Smith. Like I knew just, you loved that. Like the second he said it. it. And I I actually I was like getting a little teary-eyed for a second and then I like controlled myself. I'm like, you know, this is amazing and it's so great that someone of his caliber still recognizes his mentors and you know it was just, yeah. it was fantastic. And um, I think I've said this before, Vivian Baker is a wonderful human being and she deserved the win. I Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Make Up Your Life. I am here with Christina Newman. Uh, she's now the all-star uh, guest of the show because this is your, your third appearance, appearance because we've done your solo episode. We did Oscar previews, and I thought, how silly would it be if we didn't do an Oscar recap? So that is what we're doing here today. Um, well, how, are you, how, are you, how are you doing? Give me your general feel on uh, the Oscars. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I was actually, for the first time in a long time, I feel really good about who won, with a couple exceptions, which I don't mind sharing later. Um, but really, I mean, I think that this was a big night for Parasite. Everybody knows that, right? And that was my pick to win. I think that it's a fantastic movie and it was just really great that any any non-speak non-English uh, language film is getting recognized on this platform. Yeah, and I, I I think too just watching his reaction, which would be uh, Bong Joon Ho, watching his reaction and seeing how humble he was and how gracious he was mm -hmm. to all of his other fellow nominees. He really yeah. looked like it felt like if I was nominated to win an Oscar, like kind of how I would act up there except he's such a great filmmaker that right. he actually gets to tell quentin tarantino thanks for telling people to watch all my movies yeah or i would just be up there going hi quentin how are you today? yeah and you know giving a second during his speech to acknowledge scorsese which was nice um scorsese i i don't know how i feel he just seemed irritated yeah. to be honest he's like okay i guess i'm gonna stand up yeah, like I'm gonna let people clap for me, and you know, probably he's just like fuming that he didn't win. Yeah, you don't know. It looked I, like this it, could though. have been like his his last, Whereas, where he was like, "All right, I'm gonna yeah. make a movie with with Pesci and De Niro. There's no way I'm not gonna win. I'm gonna make a stand on like Netflix, and, right? And then it doesn't. <laughs> and then you and know I, that goddamn parasite comes out. But this just speaks to my. Like, I just feel like, do we really need Martin Scorsese to win another Best Directing? No! Um, absolutely award? not. And how different is The Irishman from any other movie he's put out with yeah. those two? Right? It's oh, like I completely the same agree. Thing. Uh, and I don't even need to watch it to know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say out of... Um, I don't know. If, if I had to look at... What I've seen so far, like I, I still can't wait till I can stream the Joker somewhere to keep watching it and analyzing it, even with the pain I'm gonna feel watching it. And we yeah. did, we talked about that in the uh, the Oscars preview is that it it the emotional strain it caused me watching that film. I still as 
an art piece, can't wait to dissect it again. Right. Um, from the perspective of the Irishman, I get it. I, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I accepted it in my life. I highly enjoyed it. Um, it was way too long, and that might be why I'm about to say this, but I'm probably not going to revisit it. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it, to be honest with you. Between, it's a huge commitment. Yeah, it's well. a whole day. A whole day, great. Um, between <laughs> just knowing that it's, you know, the usual for that crew, and then, uh, to be completely honest with you, after we talked from the last episode, I, I went and looked up screen captions of the de-aging process on the actors, and I kind of lost my mind and went, no, I can't watch this. This looks like garbage. <laughs> Yeah, complete I, garbage. I think uh, I think rightfully so. It's it's something that as time goes on, um, that's going to be that's going to be the thing that damns that movie from being from being timeless. Um, like, I think I think trying to make the, those actors timeless or ageless <laughs> is what's going to make this movie like almost laughable. Yeah. in a couple of years because yeah. the technology will get better um or they'll make better decisions like instead of having someone that's close to being a geriatric uh try and curb stop someone um <laughs> i just will never forget watching that and watch robert de niro shuffle up to the curb and kick somebody which you still haven't seen but no maybe i'll, I'll just you could probably find yeah, that scene somewhere i'll find that scene and i'll watch it but yeah i mean I, especially since that technology's been out for a couple of years now, um, it looked better in its first inception when I saw it in one of the X-Men movies. I told you about this. It looked better in there than what I saw mm-hmm. online from the Irishman. And I was like, what, what are they doing? And then this is just a side note. Some uh, website got a bunch of social media influencers to facetune De Niro like how they would do it. Yeah. And it was Came hyst- out better. Yeah, it was hysterical. Like I was just dying. And then at the end they showed the actual face tune and I was like, "Oh, yep. No, it's not that different. Like yeah. it's it's insane." So, yeah. I still will never like uh, and it it got brought back up again because of the best actor award. It's the first time or the, I'm sorry, the second time a character has gotten somebody a best actor award like right. the same character twice yep um so then the one that comes to mind is the shared award uh between robert de niro and marlon brando uh-huh. and the godfather <laughs> so it's still i think will never stop blowing my mind that he's a part of this movie where they couldn't find a young robert de niro <laughs> right. but but apparently it was okay to find a young Marlon Brando. I, I, to, to my my dying breath, I will be upset about that. I, well, I, and I think what's m- the most hysterical about that is that there, the age gap between those two isn't actually, like, it wasn't that yeah. big. So De Niro looks nothing like Marlon Brando, let's be honest. Like, he doesn't. Yeah. He does not. So, I mean, if you're going to do that in The Godfather, but you can't do that in The Irishman, and you're going to pick poor technology just because you can, it's... Not my favorite thing. All right, let's stop. Uh, we'll yeah, stop bashing we'll stop the Irishman. Yeah, stop ragging on the Irishman. Well, we are a makeup podcast first, 
So uh, I think it, it's fair to say that you nailed it. Uh, what happened in uh, achievement and what is it? Makeup and hairstyling? Yes. Or what's the order there? For Bombshell, Kazuhiro and Morgan and Vivian Baker took the big win that night. I was super excited. Um, if you've listened to my solo episode, I mentioned a couple of effects artists. And it was super great to see Kazu get on the stage and thank Rick Baker and yep. Dick Smith. Like I knew just, you loved that. Like the second he said it. it. And I, I actually... I was like getting a little teary eyed for a second and then I like controlled myself. I'm like, you know, this is amazing. And it's so great that someone of his caliber still recognizes his mentors. And, you know, it was just, it was fantastic. And um, I think I've said this before. Vivian Baker is a wonderful human being and she deserved the win. from Make Up Your Life. I'm here to tell you about Multimedia Makeup Academy, the premier makeup school that prides itself on being number one in makeup practices and standards. If you're interested in starting a career that boasts an average salary of 75,000, has a completely flexible working schedule, and will help you find that connection between doing what you love and making a little bit of money, then text TOUR, T-O-U-R, to 248-595-7967 or head to mma-makeupacademy.com. That was the first thought that came to my mind too when uh, when Hero said what yeah. he said. Is I, I I did think that I didn't know you would be close to tears, but I figured that that would uh, that would hit you emotionally, and yeah. I, I I had that same feeling without even knowing that much before you and uh-huh. I talked about Hero was uh you know his his incredible skill and and him kind of coming in you know like I, I like the story you told about his career where he was yeah. kind of maybe not officially stepping away but. Right having people come to him and you're, you're, you're so good at this. Yeah. You you are the only person who can make uh, that, that makeup from, uh, I'm trying to remember the movie, what the hell that was called. Well, um, I don't know, but it Darkest was- Darkest Hour. Yeah, Winston Churchill makeup. So he does, yeah, so he, he does that and then it's just kind of like, all right, well, let's give this guy some more hard projects to take care of. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was such, it was such a masterful job that, um, you know, in our podcast to, to preview who should win, um, everyone in the room where we had four people dissecting it, we all, that it just made sense. Yeah. Even, even yeah. a novice like me, like it was, it, for what he did to Charlize, a yeah. thousand percent. And it, it's so subtle. Uh, and it, it truly is art. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, we said this before, sometimes it's way more difficult to achieve something subtle and adjust someone's features than it is to do a full-on creature makeup mm-hmm. um, or a really dynamic clown face paint. Um, so, yeah, I was super stoked. Yeah. The bombshell I, team one. The, the Maleficent kind of comes to mind with that, where yeah. you do get to do... You, you get to be more creative than than saying um you know charlize has to look like this then the creativity starts with well let's find a a special way to do this Mm -hmm. where you've got um i don't know let's say like standards 
for special effects and makeup mm -hmm. and you go well let's see how crazy we can take these standards and that's how you you come up with a maleficent yeah i mean it's more imagination imagination based so you're not there's no confines as far as the design really. and probably while you're you're doing the imagination you're thinking well what do we know we can do Right. As opposed to Hero, who has to come in and go, I have to do something completely different to make this to make this work. Yeah. Which I, in itself, that's award worthy. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's I was great. so excited to say that. Um, I think in relation to the makeup and hairstyling, I think mm -hmm. you and I wanted to talk about best actress. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what do you, do you want to jump in there? Uh, so yeah, if you watched or if you listened to our preview podcast about the Oscars and what we were discussing best makeup, I kind of went on a rampage over Renee Zellweger because and my point being that it didn't matter how fabulous hair and makeup was, she kept pulling the same face she always does mm -hmm. in every single movie. And then I get to, you know, it's Academy Awards night. I'm watching the Oscars, and guess who wins for lead actress? Renee does. Um, <laughs> I kind of, and Matt and I talked about this before, Matt had made a good point. Like, it's like the award that Judy never um, got in her lifetime, right? Which isn't totally f f a fair way. It's not fair. Right. And I don't think that she should have won. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um... What made her performance any better than someone like Scarlett Johansson or Charlie Siren? I think that the problem is that is that those two actresses played characters that maybe aren't likable, but it doesn't mean that they didn't do a fantastic job. I, I like, think, yeah, that I think makes that's a lot of part sense. of the problem here. Yeah, I, 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 when I sat there and watched, I, I feel like I nailed. I, I was going up and down the list. Uh, it was my wife and I watching together. Mm -hmm. And you kind of were measuring, like, who's who's been doing this a while? Who needs that, you know, who needs to take home a little gold statue? Um, even, even when it's not somebody's best work. Because we could talk about the best supporting actors. And I said, there's no reason that Anthony Hopkins shouldn't be winning this award every year. He's obviously the best right. actor on 100%, that list. Yeah. Uh, but that's not always how this stuff works. Yeah. Not in a million years would I have said Renee's taking this. And when I sat there and I tried to, to piece it all together, I I really did think that uh, Cynthia, uh, I think it's Arrivo. I always yeah. say, I, I, I feel like I get her name wrong because I, I, I used to say yet. Arrivo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought for sure that made sense from, uh, honestly, the uh, political perspective that it, it was, it's something that, should be winning kind of thing mm -hmm. it's it's something that where the voters kind of make a stand every now and then yeah um i think that that would have been the perfect spot for that but um when i had to pick like my favorite performance i i think i also would have put in scarlett johansson i i loved marriage story and i loved that i did hate her character mm -hmm. when i watched that movie um i've never felt more connected to a male character and adam driver in right. that movie because he was so angry like that's how I felt just watching yeah. ScarJo act. Um, so I, I, again, I think main point. I I just would have never. In watching the show, I feel like I did pick every movie, yeah, except for this one. This is the one where I was like, "What the? F <laughs> what the? Flip? And and Renee, um, 
I'll say this. I think this is a good transition into the next award. Uh, she had to, she probably had the toughest job of the night. Is winning right after Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. delivered that crazy as hell. I don't, I, I just, I get it. I know where he's coming from. Yeah. It definitely looked rehearsed. And again, Joaquin Phoenix won uh, playing That's, the Joker. Yeah. And that was kind of the tease earlier with, is that this is now mm-hmm. um, the second time a single character has been awarded twice an Academy Award. Right. I think I said that right. Yeah. Uh, so it is Joaquin Phoenix. And then he delivered that crazy speech where we are um, making cows and turning them into ground beef. And then at the same time, the, the cow that did not get their baby... Yeah. Her calf, we steal her milk. Um, My favorite part was when he called himself a scoundrel. Because yeah. I love that word. Yeah. Um, here's what I want to say about that speech. I feel like there were three things, three types of people viewing that speech. The first group was what was saying, I don't even know what he's saying. What is he saying? What does any of this mean? The second group was saying, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is fantastic. The third group is like, he's an idiot. This isn't the platform to say any of these things. That's kind of how I feel. Um, People kind of were, and that's kind of what I saw on social media too, were like those three things. Well, there was that fourth group too, which is those five ladies up for best actress that were like, holy fuck, I gotta What am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what do I say? So maybe the, Uh, the, you know... Anyone who didn't win Lee the Actress was just relieved that they yeah. didn't have to go on stage and they're like, you're up, Renee, go no, do this, right? No. Just like, shaking her head to yeah, the camera. We're not no, doing no, 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 no. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not the first time that someone said something crazy at the Oscars. Have you ever looked at any of Marlon Brando's speeches when he won? No, I haven't. Oh, dang. So there was one time, and it might have been for the first Godfather. I can't remember. Um, but he actually had a Native American woman go up on stage. Oh, yes. I have seen that. Okay. So it's not like the first time that it's been zany at the Oscars. I think that the message that Joaquin Phoenix was trying to convey about our entitlement as a species was correct. Um, Absolutely. I think I'm in that group that he he is... Heart is in the right place, right. but the delivery of that message and um, his—I mean, that was a performance. That was another Joaquin yeah. Phoenix performance. We well, saw well don't there. you remember when he like punked everyone a couple years ago, and he was acting like super crazy, and he went on Letterman and was acting crazy, and then long story short, they were actually filming. Um, what was the name of that? Um, yeah, I, I, I. It was all a performance piece, though. They were filming it. You mm. know what I mean? It was part of, of a movie, so. But no one knew it at the time. It was kind of like a little bit of like a Borat situation. I, I'm being, uh, like, I, I'm troubled by his constant mention now of what a terror he is on set. And now the Golden Globes and now this. He's been talking about, you know, thank God you people didn't give up on me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, what is, is he? What was he is doing? he an ass? Uh, is he that big of an ass that now it's the second time he's got to apologize for that? Um, yeah. But running down the list, I I think 
there there's definitely a split on whether or not Joker is actually worthwhile as a movie. Um, I think there's two groups of people in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I definitely I, I love the Joker. Um, but I think everybody was kind of in line with Joaquin winning this. Like it, it kind yeah. of felt like this this was his this was his award. One hundred percent. I think actually the Joker is a beautifully made film. And I would even go so far as to say if um, Bong Joon-ho hadn't won for Best Director, I would have wished for Todd Phillips. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I again, um, I think this is this is probably rare that I, I've listened to other podcasts, mm-hmm. um, some that aren't even really about film. Uh, one of them's a hockey podcast and uh, got three people that consider themselves to be film buffs and they just ran it into the ground. And I just, it really does feel like you, you hate it as uh, like an art form or you, you have, t- I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an ass right now, but it's either you've decided you hate it or you've taken the time to see how this is actually a beautiful story terrifying but still mm-hmm. beautiful yeah and you and i have talked about this especially when i went i saw it and i you know i was like man man i finally saw it um i feel like and but you know people might get mad about this but i feel like if you're in that camp that hates it maybe you view everything in black and white mm-hmm. and then if you're in the camp that loves it and appreciates it for what it is you see multiple uh, tones of gray. I don't want to say shades of gray because that's been ruined. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I I think it's okay to love a movie like Joker. Yeah, I think that by loving it, it doesn't mean that you're glorifying, you know, the angry white man. I'm using quotation marks here, but um, it was beautiful. The scene where he's dancing on the steps. Yeah, it's like a perfect setup. The music's great. It's a great little chunk of cinema. I I don't know if you heard the story, but there was the other dancing scene where he's in um, a bathroom mm-hmm. after committing one of his Joker acts of murder, and um, he's just kind of like waving his arms, mm-hmm. and and that whole scene came together because uh, they were between takes, and music was just playing while they're between takes and Joaquin Phoenix just started doing this. So then Todd Phillips, to his credit, started filming that. And then they, you know, they kind of go over and see the success there. But part of what we see is Joaquin just improvising like a a dance sequence in that bathroom, which was not supposed to be any part of Mm -hmm. uh, the film, but it was just such a great sort of happy accident but him still staying in character that whole time that's just what he felt was going to happen it, it's the joker is probably such a successful character um because it's it's a performance in itself like that right. that character is giving a performance too so you really get to take it over over the top uh you can go too far yeah as we saw in suicide squad yeah uh that was a terrible <laughs> joker performance um but yeah, I think uh, well deserved. I, I I don't know about you, but I know for the supporting actors and actress uh, awards, I was I was actually super on board with both the winners, mm-hmm. and that was kind of I talked earlier about when you you look at all right the list here. This is an amazing list for supporting actor. 
Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. Excuse me, Brad Pitt. Um, not Tom Hanks' best work, uh, easily. No. Uh, I, but like I said with Anthony Hopkins, he should probably win anytime he's yeah, nominated. He, he's a phenomenal actor. And then uh, Pacino and Pesci, I think. Mm-hmm. Going back to uh, talking about when, when so-and-so's time has passed, kind of connecting back to um, Scorsese in the same film, The Irishman. Right. I, I, I think... Yeah, give Brad Pitt a, a freaking Oscar. Give him... 100%. I, I think that he was the most enjoyable part of that movie for mm-hmm. me, especially towards the end. Um, and, you know, someone had said, and I forget who it was, I heard this on the radio, he's a character actor trapped in a star's body. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good analogy. Yeah. Like, he really is. Um, you know, he's able to to play some amazing characters and it, it just so happens that he looks like Brad Pitt. Yep. So I thought he did a great job. I yeah. really liked his interactions with Leo in that movie. And I don't always love Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I mostly hate him. Um, I usually love him. I don't. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then on the other side was uh, Laura Dern. Uh, coming back to Marriage Story. Uh, a+. plus. I, I loved her performance in that. I think, um, I don't know. Uh, is, it, is it just something that maybe maybe somebody turned in a more memorable memorable performance or something? But um, I'm not making that. I'm, I'm asking you if maybe like your your thoughts on that. But I, I, I loved Laura Dern winning um, when I... I think she was the last person they listed in the nominees. And, and as I said, I was playing that game with uh, my wife. I kind of went, I don't know who should win this. Yeah. And then they said Laura Dern. I went, oh. Ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I, I definitely think she is the strongest contender. I think um, I'll mention Florence Pugh for a second, who was um, up for supporting for Little Women. She played Amy. Uh, she definitely stood out in the film. You could argue that she stood out the most amongst all of the March sisters. Um, specifically because I've seen like every version of Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read the books multiple times and she brought like a, a strength to Amy that you actually it's never been seen before. Really. To be honest, yeah. um, so it, but like, how much of a, of that is her as an actress versus the writing from Greta Gerwig? You know what I mean? That's true. I I'd say like what I wanted to say in her in her regard was um, she's turned in three great performances because uh, uh, I'll take I'll take your word on that one. Uh, having the baby has left me handicapped in regards to watching as many movies as I want mm-hmm. but I definitely saw Midsummer and I definitely yeah. saw Fighting With My Family and she I mean think about Fighting With My Family if she's taking a script that's about a WWE pro wrestler and she acted the F out of that yeah. and uh, Midsummer. Uh, again that that you could make the argument again that the script is so perfect that it would be hard to, right. to screw up that role but I think I want to say that she's just on this track where um, her counterpart uh, Swarzy like she just kind of out of the gate just started winning mm-hmm. awards but I, I think for her the politics of it is that it looks like she's on a track to she's going to be the next like it 
Yeah. Girl, for sure. So 100%. she'll be nominated again in the next couple yeah. of years and she'll have another shot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where my head's at. I agree with that. All right. That's all the acting stuff. Okay. What do we want to talk about now? Best picture? Uh, screenplay? I would say I'm super happy for Taika Waititi Yay, winning for Jojo me Rabbit. Too. Um, did you see his post uh, Oscar interview where he was asked, like, I mean, he so he's winning the screenplay award. So he, we're we're talking about, um, you know, we've, he is an actor, he is a director, um, but they were asking him about like what changes need to be made for uh, the screenwriters and their guild and and what would he like to see and. The joy that he brings to every interaction with any human being just continued after he won this award because right. he talked about going to Apple and asking them to make bigger keyboards. Like, instead of talking about a serious issue like yeah. they wanted him to do and address something that needs to go Like diversity better. or yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And um, he just took it in a... I mean, to, to Taika's credit and to who he is, he made it into a fun conversation and made it into a joke. And he right. asked Apple, please... Make the keyboards bigger because <laughs> I'm having, I have shoulder issues now because I feel like <laughs> I'm scrunched up and pushing my neck up when I'm trying to type. It was just, yeah. it was beautiful. If there's, if there's anybody that I, I want to win awards for like. Forever. Yeah. It's, it's Taika Waititi. Yeah. Um, I was super excited for that. Um, and then I am also super excited that season two of What We Do in the Shadows is coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everything's actually coming up for Taika because he's yeah. got that. He's got the next Thor movie coming right. out. And then he's also being, um, uh, he's getting the nod for a, a DC movie too. I so, saw that, yeah. Yeah. So he's really, I mean, his, his feel is. I think Universal, I, I don't know a person that can watch one of his movies and not get some joy out of it. I know right. Jojo Rabbit didn't exactly finish with all the joy in the world. Yeah. Um, it did have kind of a tough, <laughs> tough go once you got about halfway through. Kind of reminded me of like uh, the struggles of like all 80s comedies is uh, the first half is fantastic. And then you're like, why am I still watching this? Um, <laughs> not that I... I hated Jojo Rabbit, but it just made me think of that. Of like, oh, we didn't have a great finish to this. Uh, anyway, his, everything he does, though, still brings me joy. And uh, all the power to him. Yeah. And then uh, original screenplay kind of started, uh, got the ball rolling. It really did. It, it, it kicked off the night of Parasite, as I like to say. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, Bong Joon-ho and uh, Han Jin-won won for original screenplay, and I don't know if you've seen any of their other works. They work together quite frequently. I'm very excited to see their other work now that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm um, guessing you have seen some yeah. of it. Yeah, so Okja is on uh, Netflix. If you... Oh, yeah. What yeah. are talk- Yeah, 100%. no, I absolutely great. love that movie. It's yeah, so, let's rewind. So let's rewind. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Have you seen Snowpiercer? Chris Evans... They wrote it, and it was directed by Bong Joon Ho. Also, wow. Okay, Didn't so that, I right? am I am already a Bong. That that was one of my favorite, uh, like 
I don't know if you want to call it a comic book movie. I, it's it, it's definitely like my one of my favorite graphic novels yeah. turned into into yeah. a movie. I, I so he wrote the screenplay and yeah. he directed it, and then I don't, do you know that it's coming to TNT as a series with Jennifer Connelly? No, I did not know. Yeah, that. Yeah, and he's a producer on it. So. Wow. Look at him. So there you go. Look at look at Bong Joon Ho go, um, which is kind of amazing. And you know that I'm a fan of like Korea, Korean cinema and dramas. And yeah, I listen to K-pop sometimes, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, but I felt like I've been shouting at anybody who will listen to me that they're producing great content out of South Korea, and it's just like it finally someone's recognizing it. Like you can argue. Old Boy came out in 2003, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's one of my it's favorite long movies of all overdue. Time. We're such in this like little bubble um, with Hollywood in the U.S., and we don't really go beyond what we know. Um, for example, if you're talking about what industry, like in film, is the, the largest, it's not Hollywood in the U.S., it's Bollywood in India. Mm-hmm. Like, they produce so much content. And then you've got South Korea doing amazing things, too. So it's really cool to see us acknowledge, um, you know, a foreign language film. And I even like that they changed the name of the um, category from foreign language to international. Yeah, that that was something that uh, that caught my eye. Yeah. But, so it was uh, original screenplay. Yes. Um, international film. Yes. Best director. Yes. And then um, best picture. Best picture. So he's now tied with Walt Disney for winning the most Oscars in a single night. Wow. And what did Walt win? I don't remember. Oh. What it was for. Yeah. But he's now tied with him. (laughs) (laughs) I I just always think back to uh, the the cute little thing they did when... uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out, so right. Walt got like I think he just got like an honorary Oscar. And they were the little, little tiny ones. Yeah. So there was Oscars, one big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it um it's also the first film to ever win Best Picture and be um, you know, a non English picture. Mm-hmm. It's also the first film to win Best Picture and Best International Film. Yep. So it's a lot of firsts for this. And just talking, you know, we were talking about him winning for best screenplay. I think it's completely warranted. Um, There's um, social and economical issues in South Korea that we don't really know about as Americans. And it's portrayed really great and kind of, you know, he's he's big on on dark comedy and that definitely comes through in this. Um, But he's also making a statement with the movie. Yeah. Um, and just the, the the whole idea of the movie, and I'm trying to skirt around things for Matt because you know, yep, he hasn't quite seen it yet. Well, yeah, that, I, it's coming back to the baby, but it's yeah. it's Valentine's Day weekend, uh, so that is the plan on on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have the stamina to actually go out on Valentine's tonight, but um, I'm hanging out with my in laws tonight. That's oh, fun! Yeah. yeah, trivia. Trivia night. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm. I, what's funny is I. Um, I couldn't help but root for it, and we talked yeah. about before we started recording. Like, um, everybody I respect that um, I listen to that enjoys film, including yourself, uh, 
just absolutely loves this movie and and like uh part of the struggles uh because now you can rent it on amazon mm-hmm. but i haven't been able to convince my wife that we should spend a knife night uh a knife a uh, night watching it um partly because we're always so tired but then um i know i know she has an idea of what's going to happen in this movie because of the trailer because it got a little like jordan peely the way yeah, it's presented but that's not the whole movie right and I, now i've convinced her because i said think about it this is this one best international this one best right. picture this one screenplay this one director this is not going to be it <laughs> this is yeah. going to be an amazing movie it took parasite winning all these oscars for my mom to finally break down and say that she'd watch it because i've been telling her about it um, it's definitely a movie like she would love if it was in English. She would have saw it already, and yeah. she would have been, you know, shouting from the rooftops how much she loved it. <laughs> but she, you know, admits to me she has a hard time sitting there watching a movie with subtitles, and it doesn't matter what yeah. language it's in. It's just some people don't like having to read while they wa- watch movies, and it can be. Fine. It's something where when I do that. I do like to go back and watch it again when I get the chance because you can miss a lot of subtleties in the acting. Um, yeah, because you get caught up reading. Right. 100%. Um, I just, I watch so much of it that I just, it's it's like, I forget that it's even on in like regular movies, English speaking movies. I'll yeah. be watching something and my husband's like, why do you have the subtitles on? I'm like, I didn't even notice they were on. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is all I do is watch subtitled stuff now. You know what's funny? I do go to friends' houses sometimes, and we start watching something on their Netflix, and I have to turn off their subtitles. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And they, yeah. they, it's it's just become this blend to them, yeah. and they've they've never like even learned how to turn it off. So then I have to come over, and I'm like, "No, no, no, turn this crap off." Or... Right. So <laughs> yeah, I was just super excited. I think for the most part, the Oscars. Um, the well, right people won. I, I do want to say, I guess, maybe to that effect, because then we, we should wrap up here because I've got some meetings uh, that I'm, now I'm late for. But um, getting back to wanting to see the full picture yeah. of a film, yeah, I will say I, I was kind of disappointed that The Lighthouse did not win for cinematography because I thought that whole movie was an, a practice in taking chances and mm-hmm. also <clears throat> um homages to some of the greatest the accomplishments yeah. in cinematography and 1917 winning getting back to the political aspect of things and i picked 1917 to win i just hoped that the lighthouse would win pick 1917 because of how dominant parasite was right. so it came it turned into one of those things where 1917 needed to be acknowledged because yeah. it is done as a single shot and that is amazing in itself but th- to me i like i i struggled to figure out like how are we going to squeeze the lighthouse into winning something because i just adored it and this felt like the one chance like this to me was a sure thing that it mm-hmm. should it like before I even saw anything from 1917 yeah. the lighthouse was going to win this award. I I don't know how you feel, but that I I actually so when they first announced the nominations I thought for sure the lighthouse was a shoe in. And then getting, you know, if you follow all of like the whole award season, you can kind of think see how things are shaping up. Then I was like, well, here's the deal. 1917's 
just like what you said, it's nominated for Best Picture. It's not going to win. I knew it wasn't going to win. Um, it was nominated for a couple other things. Um, and I I felt like they just kind of threw it a bone, to be honest. Yeah. And I think historically, you can look at things like Saving Private Ryan. Anytime there's a war film, it, it tends to do well in these types of categories. Right. Um, especially, like, people just love a continuous shot, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something to be said about doing all these winks and nods to to things and paying, you know, um, homage to things. Um, I remember thinking I was like an, and every another... still, every still I see from the lighthouse is like gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous. So, well, let's. I I thought it was uh, two incredible acting performances too, but I I I still was I I had to like accept like. It's not time for Robert Pattinson, famous for his Twilight films. Uh, it's not time yet for him to be nominated for awards. It's coming, but not yet. Uh, and then, of course, Willem Dafoe. It's probably okay that he doesn't get nominated again because he's... You know. Everybody knows he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Willem Dafoe is... I love him in Shadow of a Vampire, first of all. Um He's great. And I could talk about Robert Pattinson. I think that he does get a bum rap because of Twilight. Yeah. But he's done, you know, even before and after Twilight, he's done some really amazing things. And I think he's going to be what we call like a late bloomer as far as getting accolades. Because he's already in his mid-30s, which isn't that old. But right. Um, sometimes you see with people who are are considered handsome or good looking, they aren't really taken seriously. Like you could argue Brad Pitt, for example. We already yeah. talked about Brad Pitt. That's another case. So definitely, like, have you ever seen um, Little Ashes where Robert Pattinson plays Salvador Dali? No. Watch it. I will. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I'm already late for meeting. Uh, so... I hope uh, I hope everybody tunes into the rest of Make Up Your Life. This was just something that I think um, I think the two the two of us, uh, me, Matthew, and, and Christina here, we we've been talking about wanting to do like a movie podcast. So yeah. uh, this is our opportunity to sneak something in. So you get this little Take bonus ditty. Yeah. All right, uh, Christina, thank you so much. Thanks and for having me. Everybody, have a good one. <laughs>